A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 150. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Welcome to Thrive Thursday with Dr. Yishai. This week on the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I had Paul Chambers, a serial entrepreneur, CEO of Core3 Solutions, CEO and founder of Element5 Digital, and co-founder and CEO of the Subscription Trade Association, which hosts SubSummit, the world's largest subscription business event for direct-to-consumer businesses. If you haven't checked it out yet, the SubSummit is packed with industry leaders, innovators, and partners. And it's all happening very soon, September 21st through the 23rd, both virtually and in person. If you'd like to learn from giants in the industry and expand your knowledge, relationships, and reach, feel free to check out subta.com slash events to get more details. Now, I wanted to say my inside conversation with Paul was just so packed that I had to share it with you this week. And that meant you got our conversation in two parts. In part one, Episode 148, Paul shares experiences across his lifetime that contributed to becoming a successful serial entrepreneur and his mission to shape the world. He talks about his father and grandfather, values he learned about family growth and business that have shaped his mission and impact on the business world through Subta and SubSummit. In part two, episode 149, Paul digs into how companies can cultivate the kind of customer experience that leaves them so thrilled they keep wanting to return again and again. We swap horror stories and lifelong loyalties created by how companies treat us as customers. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 148 and 149 to learn from a successful serial entrepreneur and one of the founding fathers of the Subscription Trade Association and mentor to the entire subscription industry. In our interview, Paul shared his experience, the benefits and challenges of being an eternal entrepreneur, which he dubs as having entrepreneur never satisfied syndrome. Today, I'm digging deeper into the motivations, psychology, and challenges inside entrepreneurs everywhere. 
Plus, I'm going to talk about entrepreneur never satisfied syndrome, how to cultivate its positive aspects and handle the challenges that come along with it. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com coaching. And now without further ado, let's dive into entrepreneur never satisfied syndrome. Have you ever heard of the term adrenaline junkie? The concept was first introduced in the 1991 movie Point Break, where an FBI agent, Johnny Utah, played by Keanu Reeves, he goes undercover to get in with a gang of surfers who are suspects in a bank robbery. The surfers, led by the charismatic Bodhi, who's played by Pratchett Swayze, they're a tight-knit group whose lifestyle and philosophy revolves around chasing big waves and other adrenaline-charged thrills. If the thrills of riding huge waves, jumping out of airplanes, and robbing banks isn't enough, you have one of the original action-packed movies that could and did take unexpected turns with FBI investigations, undercover operations, shocking reveals, wild chases, big explosions, and fight scenes. While much of that is now standard fare in action-packed movies, it was a wild ride and still holds its own today. The movie's tagline? 100% pure adrenaline. Despite the 2015 remake somewhat flopping, the original 1991 film has a strong cult following and a line that made its way into pop culture. As it turns out, there's been increasing interest in and research on people who engage in excitement-driven behaviors fueled by a constant need to seek the rush that can come with the adrenaline experience. In a study in 2016 that followed eight intense rock climbers, they found that these rock climbers experienced withdrawal symptoms that were similar to substance addiction when they refrained from rock climbing for a while. And that included cravings, disinterest in other activities, restlessness, and agitation. Still, being an adrenaline junkie or seeking adrenaline inducing experiences is not an official diagnosis medically or psychologically, though it can be dangerous if or when a person keeps pushing themselves into an increasingly risky or dangerous situation. In a way though, adrenaline junkies are constantly looking to push the bar higher, to reach for the next goal, to conquer one experience and move on to something bigger and more challenging. Does that sound familiar? Some of that might, though 
perhaps you're less interested in throwing yourself out of a plane and more interested in reaching the next level for your business. Another way of thinking about it is some people are on a mission for more, a crusade to conquer complacency. But we do not stretch, set audacious goals, and push ourselves to accomplish them. We might just accept whatever happens. In a way, entrepreneurs are diametrically opposed to complacent acceptance. The idea of just allowing the world to go on as it is, without making a change, fixing a problem, or shaping a better vision of how we can live, work, and connect, it's simply unacceptable to the true entrepreneur. If adrenaline junkies are seeking a thrill and the rush of adrenaline and experiences, perhaps entrepreneurs are seeking the experience of envisioning a better future and bringing that future into being. I want us to dig in and talk about two types of entrepreneurs, and we can call them solutionist and futurist, or I kind of prefer sometimes to call them the MacGyver type and the Tony Stark type. The MacGyver type of entrepreneur is a quintessential problem solver or solutionist whose skill, intellect, and business create solutions to challenging and aggravating problems that he or she encounters in the world. And that comes from the character MacGyver from the 1986 TV series, which incidentally was also rebooted in 2016, where the main character, who goes by Mac, He has a genius-level intellect, incredible engineering skills, expertise in applied physics, and military training in disarming bombs. And he uses all of his talents and abilities to creatively solve life-threatening challenges and puzzles with a Swiss army knife, duct tape, and whatever else he can find around him. The show became so popular that the word MacGyver is now a verb. And to MacGyver means to cobble together a crafty solution to a difficult problem using everyday available objects. The second type of entrepreneur, the futurist, who I like to call the Tony Stark entrepreneur, is the type of entrepreneur who's fueled by their vision for a better future. And their mission is to build the technology, tools, services, whatever that is, to make that future into a present reality. Tony Stark from the Marvel Universe is a genius futurist and the man inside the Iron Man suit. He's constantly imagining and creating technology to bring humanity into the future, and he uses his genius to create better technology and a brighter future. Tony's ability to envision a future and create the technology to bring it into the present is unparalleled. Now, of course, there are examples of these types of entrepreneurs all over the place. For example, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs are definitely examples of futurists. And there are so many other examples of solutionists as well. But before we dig deeper into what drives these types of entrepreneurs, I wanted to ask you to take a moment and think about which one are you, or perhaps do you have a mix of both? Now, to dig in a little bit further, The MacGyver type entrepreneur, the solutionist, is driven by frustration and a fix-it mindset. They experience aggravation when they encounter a problem, and their thought process is a solution-oriented one. In other words, they experience the world as obstacles, which to them are really magnified, very relevant, really not necessary, 
And then they think about and they use their brain and their abilities to solve and fix them. The Tony Stark entrepreneur, the futurist, combines a vision for the future with a fiery passion. They have an imagination and an excitement that allows them to see a better future, one that may be even utopian, and a future that's worth putting time and energy into creating. Someone who envisions a better future and is fired up to make it reality. While each type of entrepreneur may be driven in a different way, I want to come back to an earlier point that really brings them together. Entrepreneurs are often locked in a fight against complacency. And that can be both external complacency, which is not just capitulating to a challenge or obstacle in the present or in the future, not just kind of laying down and giving up and saying, oh, well, I guess that's how it is. And also fighting the internal complacency, which looks like wanting to be, to create, to have more for themselves, their family, their future, the world. And there's some fascinating research on finances that points to the complacency problem. For example, when someone wins the lottery, research shows that it rarely makes a long-term impact on their financial well-being. And when people get a raise or they make more money, often that rarely translates into saving and developing more assets and creating a better or more stable financial future. Instead, what usually happens is that when someone comes into more money, they'll make some changes to their lifestyle in the present, and then they'll get used to it. That idea or tendency to adjust and get accustomed to our environment and circumstances as time goes on, it's also known in psychology as habituation. In other words, the complacency problem may be a habituation problem. When someone says, well, that's just how it is, their brain has become accustomed to and accepted their situation as the norm. Entrepreneurs' brains, though, may work differently. We look at the situation, and the thought that pops into our brains is, there has to be a better way, or what's next? How do we make or create something bigger or better? Whether that's for ourselves, for the company, to solve a problem, to create a better future. That mindset, the entrepreneur's mindset, whether the MacGyver's solutionist approach or Tony Stark's futurist approach, is at the core of every entrepreneur's drive for raising the baseline. Like adrenaline junkies often seek higher, more intense, and dangerous feats, entrepreneurs are more akin to adaptability junkies. They're constantly looking to adapt themselves and the world around them to solve problems and create a better future. And they're fighting that complacency challenge, that habituation, that just getting used to something and then accepting or allowing it to become the norm. Okay, so now we understand better where it all comes from, but how do you handle the downsides of entrepreneur never satisfied syndrome? In short, clarity and intention. The first step is to really clarify your values. What is most important? and matters most to you. One part of you is the entrepreneur part, the part that is solving problems and creating a better future. There are other parts that are important to clarify as well. Here are some questions that might help you 
gain that clarity or guide you in gaining clarity. What does your ideal or perfect day look like? Separate your workday from your personal, family, friends, community, spiritual, physical activity, etc., etc. Who are you spending time with and what are you doing with them? How would you like to engage in your personal hobbies and passions, in relationships, in family, friends, community, with the world around you? Really take the time and stop and think about those questions and think about for yourself what your day looks like, that ideal or perfect day, a day that you'd want to repeat over and over again, not just once, but if you could create a day in which what you do over and over again is really meaningful, that fits and aligns with your values. Next, Think about yourself in two parts, one that needs to be ever-changing, growing, building more and better, and one that needs to be in the present to connect and engage in activities, work, and with people in meaningful ways. Here are some questions to help guide you in gaining nuance on these two different parts of you. What parts of you, your life, and your business are important to work on and grow? How much time, energy, and effort do you spend on growing? What are the moments that, looking back, you were being in the present and really savoring, really enjoying? How much time do you spend engaged, fully present, and being in the moment? If you could imagine a perfect balance of those Two states, what would that look like? It's helpful to be intentional and direct yourself. If you're not intentional about areas of growth, being engaged in the present, and how you want to apply these parts of you, these needs of yours, it's easy for one of them to take the reins and keep pushing you beyond your limits. So here are some additional questions to help you be more intentional. Has your drive to do and be more ever interfered with other important aspects of your life? Which moments do you wish you could rein in your drive to grow and to achieve more, but instead to just be in the present? When is it most important for you to be fully in the present? How can you set goals for growth and also set guidelines so that those goals for growth don't spill over into unwanted areas and parts of your business and life. The trouble with never being satisfied is that at times it can be all-consuming. When we're looking for the next step, the next level, raising the bar again, it can get in the way of being and living our most important values. The antidote then is to learn to temper the desire for more. Not by making it go away or becoming less ambitious, because that might be fighting an uphill battle where success is actually detrimental to your growth. Who'd want that? Instead, it's about setting clear lines and carving out the time and space to be in the present. 
engaged fully in your day-to-day life in ways that are aligned with all of your deepest and most precious values. The hardest part of doing this is allowing yourself the grace to be in the present without getting swept away by the pressure to drive full speed ahead. Because if your foot is always crushing the accelerator, you'll miss the beautiful, scenic moments and stops on the journey. So by way of quick recap, today we talked about entrepreneur never satisfied syndrome. We talked about the underpinning psychology, motivation, emotions, mindset, and thought process that drives entrepreneurs. We talked about two kinds of entrepreneurs, the MacGyver solutionist type and the Tony Stark futurist type. We talked about what they have in common and how they're driven differently. And I shared some guiding questions and an exercise you can do to really clarify and be intentional so that you can harness the part of you that's constantly looking to create a better world and a better future without getting too swept up in that flood or that rush of trying to just make that happen in a way that can cost you in your day-to-day and living in a way that's aligned with your most important values and in a way that you can look at and experience as fulfilling and satisfying. And on that note, I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 